starting to take action. And everything looks like a highlight now. I have to share, yes, there were failures, a ton. Probably more failures and more people add to, I could probably fill the whole world with the amount of failures. <laughs> Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we're sitting down with Justin J.C. Collins, also known as J.C. of the Finest. This dude is doing a lot of different things right now between acting, being an athlete, being a model, being a motivational speaker. This dude is doing a lot of different things, uh, but all focused around the passion of allowing others to discover what it really is that, that gets them going and, and moves them in the direction that they want to be moving their life in. So we sat down today with JC to talk about a couple different things as far as transforming your life goes. JC is somebody who originally planned on going to the NBA. Okay, that was his, his his plan was to play ball. He played ball all throughout school and then up until college when something happened and he no longer could keep playing. Um, but then he sort of pivoted into the world of speaking and motivating people to go after what it really is that drives them. So we talk about a lot of different things in the episode. One thing in particular that JC uh, brought to my attention that I never really thought of before is the concept of think do. Okay, so you guys are definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. It's it's a really beneficial uh, framework that you can use whenever you are making decisions, whenever you are coming to a fork in the road. Um, the Think Do framework is one that I will be using going forward. Um, super, super valuable stuff. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to welcome JC on to the show. So wherever you are, whether you're walking the dog, whether you're at the gym, whatever you are doing on this wonderful day, I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. <music> All right, JC, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. So stoked to be chatting with you today here on the show. Um, now, for our listeners, they got to hear a little bit about you in the intro, but for those of them that aren't super familiar with who you are, what you're currently doing right now, could you give us a quick like 60, 90 second intro as to uh, what JC is currently up to right now? Sure. What I am up to, JC or Justin JC Collins, I am a online fitness coach. I have my fitness by JC programs. Uh, I also am a keynote speaker. And the side of that, I'm an actor and a model. But first and foremost, my passion is to help people and to be fulfilled by doing that. So whatever I can do to add value, I'm always with that. I love it. I love it. And I'm so stoked that I'm into each of those different aspects. Because again, you're doing a lot of different things. Um, and I know that could bring a lot of value to a lot of our younger listeners here. But first thing I want to touch on is, is, and I like to start all the podcasts this way, is by touching on your middle school and high school years. Um, talk to us about that, that time period for you. Were you somebody that took school very seriously? Were you getting involved in sports and athletics? Were you starting different projects? What did that time period look like for you? Definitely. That time period for me, I was very heavily, I had super strict parents. You know, first and foremost, it was always get your grades. Uh, it was always be active. You know, I played sports. I was a basketball player. That was my thing in, in middle school, high school, and college. Uh, you know, but for the topic at hand for middle school and high school, it was definitely taking care of the books. I mean, number one, you couldn't get on the court if you didn't have the grades, you know, so that was the first and foremost thing, whether it was tutoring, after school help, whatever it took to make sure I got the right grades, because we had in my house household, you had the grades that you had to carry, which was a C average to play on the basketball team. But in my house, my dad was like anything less than a B, you're not playing because I'm the coach, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so he kept it super strict. And it was like, you know what, you have to get this standard because that's how it's going to be in life. You can't just be average you always have to be above that. So it was either a B or higher and that kept me on the court. So I was always in the courts, which means I always had the grades, but uh, he kept that very, very important. It was always take care of your education. All right. So was college something, uh, it sounds like school was something that was very important to, to your family. Was college ever an option for you? Or was it always just like the given path? 
It was. I mean, college, at least from from where I was and where I wanted to do at that point in my life, it was the basketball I wanted to play. I wanted to go, you know, my goal was to make it to the NBA. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough out of high school to jump right to the pros. So college was number one on my list. Like if you wanted to get to that next level, that bridge between point A and point C, B was, you know, go to school, get your education, play basketball. So that's the one thing that I locked into knowing that at least for my situation, college was definitely an option. That's the option that I had to take. Hmm. What did you study in college? Uh, communications. Funny, okay. communicating right now, but that was, uh, <laughs> that's what I studied. Interesting. <clears throat> was that something you'd been passionate about for a while? Or like, why'd you choose communication? I chose communications because besides basketball at the time, and it's funny how everything plays out in life, but at the time, basketball was like my number one goal. Mm-hmm. You know, besides basketball, I knew that if I went into school and I picked communications, one day I was like, I want to be a, a motivational speaker, keynote speaker which years later I'm actually doing. And I knew to get into that, to be on like, I mean, the acting, the modeling, being on television, I'm going to communicate at some point. And I was like, it's going to make more sense to go into communications because every field or every profession that I'm looking at, it all involves that same thing, you know? So that's kind of how I I picked that. And uh, that's what I have a degree in. Absolutely. So when did you pivot from um, the playing ball side of things into more of the communication side of things? Uh, the pivot, I would say, was sometimes, sometime around the middle of my college experience. You know, I actually was injured my junior year of school. I fractured my elbow. I missed the whole season. Wow. Heartbreaking. But uh, I got a medical redshirt, so I was actually in school for five years. Uh, I was on a full scholarship, so I was very lucky that my college was paid for. But it was in that profession or in that time, I realized that, you know what, basketball has, it was a glimmer, a glimmer that I might be able to go to the next level. But at the same time, that was a reality check. Like, you know what? if this doesn't work out, you need to have the rest of your, whatever that plan is, you have to start that and Mm. take that more serious than putting every egg in one basket because you never know what can happen, especially in sports, you're one injury away from your career being over. And, uh, you know, that was one thing that I definitely started at that point and really started to open both of my eyes. I think at some point it was really having one eye on basketball and that was it, you know, and then I opened the other one like, hey, there's going to be a plan B, there's going to be another door, you know, you better start working and paying attention for that opportunity. Hmm. So when, when did that opportunity arise for you? Like you, you decided that you weren't going to put all your, all your eggs in this basket. Did you start building something else, some other kind of project, your personal brand? What did that look like? I think it started in that same time period. It didn't technically launch until after college because okay. after college was when I finished my career and then I had invites to play, you know, to go to NBA tryouts and Europe tryouts. And I went to those and that took like two to three months to train for. So it was like, once that was over, I basically gave myself, Hey, you know what? You have six to 12 months where you know you can stay in game shape you know you can keep yourself sharp because literally how basketball worked it's like one year later you're like five years behind Hmm. and I knew that it was probably in that window I knew I can maintain and stay where I had to be to be able to go if someone called me I'd be ready to go so I gave myself 12 months and I was like if it doesn't work out you know that's it because I already had the wheels spinning and I could see something that had more of a longevity you know with sports you only have so long to play them you know when your body gives out you can't play in the NBA like 70 years old you know so it's like (laughs) I knew max, you know, if say I'm 20 years old, I have like maybe 15 years max. Yeah. But then if I want to live to 100, I still have 65 years left of my life. So I need to plan for that on the long game. So I think that's when it started maybe about a year after I finished college and graduated. That's when I really started to hone in once it looked like, you know what, this dream is over, but you've kind of started getting your feet wet a little bit with this other part, which is part of your other dream. Like, let's really go after that. You know, so it was about a year after school when it really kind of the wheels started to turn. 
All right. And what was, what was the first like iteration of that other dream? You said like motivational speaker slash keynote speaker. Was that like the, the vision you were working towards or, or what was the first sort of area that you were working towards, towards becoming? The first area it was in that motivational speaking because it's, it's crazy how things work in life. I mean, when at all times you, you always hear people saying like access your gifts or what are your gifts? And everyone has different ones because everyone in the world is different. And I feel at that point, people were always coming to me for advice, for logical advice, tactical advice. Because I was in sports, they would come to me for, you know, whether it was give me an exercise or a workout plan. You know, and at that time, I had a kind of an idea about dieting. So people were like, hey, can you help me with this? So mm -hmm. it got to the point where I was like, you know what, if I'm helping all these people, I just looked at it from, you know what, you want to be on TV, you want to be on stages and being a person to where if the NBA is the, the pedestal, it would be the, the NBA of speaking is where I want to be, whatever that means. If that means I'm a keynote speaker, if I travel and give speeches around the world, that was something I really started to get interested in. And I realized as, as long as I have the knowledge, I'm able to give that to someone. And I had to look at it and step back because my world was tons of basketball players and tons of people who were in fitness. And then you peel back and that's only like 1% of the world. You know, there's the other 99% that maybe have no clue how to get into shape or what to do when they go to a gym. And it was like, I can give you that knowledge. I can fill that blanket for you. And that's kind of when it started to really erupt and go in that, that kind of that direction because it started to make sense. Like you have something you can share with people that is going to be a benefit. So I think that was the beginning, like kind of like the little, I started sprinkling a little bit of that, like more interested to that. Hmm. And I think that's so, that's so applicable to, to me and a lot of, a lot of our listeners as well that I hear from is like, you get in your own bubble of like, you just know all this stuff and you don't really realize how valuable it could be to somebody else who isn't in that same bubble or that same ecosystem where you were just like constantly exercising, constantly training for basketball. Like you forget that other people don't know all these things that you just take for granted at that point. Correct. It's, it's definitely correct. It, it's crazy how it works. I mean, it's just kind of when you learn to step outside of yourself and you see everything from a different perspective, it truly changes the way that you think. Uh, you know, when you think different, you see different. And I know that was one of the first things I realized uh, when I started to look around like, wow, there's, I have something to offer that a lot more people than I think maybe don't have that know-how. And, uh, you know, that really was a changing point for sure, a definite pivot point. Do you have any strategies for a younger listener, maybe 16, 17, 18 years old, for them to begin to sort of step outside of themselves and, and to get a, a broader perspective on, on the world around them? Do you have any things that you've been able to implement that have been particularly effective at, at sort of like stepping back? Definitely. I feel that if you're going to step back, the best thing you can do, because experience is something that you can't cash out if you don't have it. And I would say it doesn't matter what your age is, you know, coming from, say, an athletic background and being that nowadays with social media, it's so much more accessible to where you can have mentors basically at your fingertips. And I know coming up, there were my coaches. You know, I, I might be 16 years old, but my coach is like 40 years old. Mm. They've been through the gauntlet. They have so much more knowledge and they're imparting that on me. And that would be the thing that I would say. If, if you're 16, 17, 18, look for someone that is doing something that you want to do. And ask them, find them, research them, you know, network with them and try to gravitate and figure out what you can take from that person, whether it's tactical, practical, or strategic, whatever that might be. If you're taking, say, for example, when I played in middle school basketball, it was, well, I need to get knowledge from someone in high school because that was the next level. When I played in high school, it was the same thing from people in college. And then when I played in college, it was always training with the pros and trying to find that next tip to get that much better. And that's the one thing that I would say for someone coming up, find someone that has that experiential knowledge 
that you don't have. Because if you're 20 years old or 15 years old and you have two people that are 40, well, you've acquired 80 years of knowledge, you know, mm. and just, just like that, just by talking to that person. And it truly will make you wise beyond your years to where the average maybe 15, 16, 17 year old is just, you know, just having fun. And uh, if you're really looking for that next move, you're going to be that much crisper, that much sharper, and uh, that much further ahead uh, when you finally get to that point. Absolutely. And one thing that you brought up there that I think is really, really important is the idea of sort of learning from people who are just like a couple steps ahead of you. Because like you can look up to people like Bill Gates and people like Jeff Bezos who have built these massive, massive empires. But a lot of times if you're like an 18 year old, it can be hard to like find the relatable information there or find like the, the actionable steps that you can take from their experiences. Whereas if you look at somebody who's just like a couple steps ahead of you, it can be a lot more applicable to you, your situation. You can more easily see how that ties into like, oh, they did this just recently. It's like fresh in their minds. And then you can begin to implement that into your actions. Definitely. It's, it's amazing, especially now you have maybe 15, 16, 17 year olds that have e-commerce business that are millionaires. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's completely different. I mean, I'm slightly older than you, but at the same time, it's like, I know if I was 17 years old right now, I could look on Instagram and there's a 17 year old that's making six figures. And oh, yeah. that might be more than maybe half the world. I mean, you figure there's only 1% that owns like 96% of the money in the world. So it's just like when you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I can't relate to Bill Gates who's like 52 and he's a bazillionaire. But I can relate to this kid that's 17, 18, because I'm 17, 18. And if he's doing it, well, let me interact with this person and figure out how I can do it. And uh, it definitely makes it a lot more that the t I would say the light is a lot brighter on finding someone similar to you that's only a couple steps ahead, but it's maybe three feet in front of you where you can actually touch. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so far away that you can't even feel where that is. And I feel that's very important. Absolutely. What have been some of your best strategies for, for locating mentors who are just like a couple steps ahead of you? Like what are the strategies you use when you decide like, I need to find somebody who has done this before and can sort of help guide me in that direction? I would say keeping it applicable to the situation and the technology now, uh, I would say the most effective part is Instagram. That's my go-to personally. I mean, I use Facebook and YouTube, but Instagram, especially with your networking purposes, uh, I would say take advantage of the power of the DM. It sounds funny. It's in rap songs. It's the cool thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it really truly does go down in the DM. I can't stress that enough. The craziest thing happens when you take action. I mean, there might be someone that's a couple steps ahead of you and you have studied them, you watch their account, you follow them, you like their, their pages, their posts, you comment, and you're interacting with them. But then a lot of people hit the brakes and they freeze like, oh, you know what, they have some success, they'll never respond to me. And they stop before they even take that action. And if I could give one actionable step would be, it's the opportunity called think do. And this is what I share with a lot of my clients. And it sounds like a strange word, but I'll break it down for the example. When you have the word think do, it sounds like it's think, space do mm -hmm. and most people what they do is they think oh you know what i'm going to dm this person i want to learn but then in between that thinking and the doing there's that space mm. and that space is when so many people and their goals and ambitions stop because they let that space stop them from getting to the action part or the doing so when you're thinking about think do if you think about hitting up a mentor hitting up someone that's in a position of success do it the minute you think it do it and that's an easy strategy to where you don't give your mind. It says about five seconds your mind has between when you think it and you do it. You have five seconds before your mind's going to talk you out of it. So the thinking and the doing, it's one word, which means one action. And when you take that action, you DM that person, it's going to create something. Maybe the first time they don't respond to you, 
But if you continue to add value to their page, liking, commenting, sharing, eventually it's going to catch their, their fancy. And then you DM them, and I'll give you another tip. Don't just DM them with a simple text. Send them a video direct message. Let them feel your energy. Let them feel what you have going on. And they can feel that, you know what, this person's generally interested in me because the average person is just going to send that generic DM that they copy and paste. Mm. But you don't want to be average. You want to be above average. So make sure that you're sending that video direct message because that can have that authentic connection to where that person can actually see you, see your emotion, and see that you're generally interested. And that might be able to spark the conversation and you can create your own opportunity. That's so true. And like, everyone gets up in their heads about like, oh, this person would never respond to me. I don't think I could ever like get to them. Like they probably get hundreds of messages every single day, but you'd be really surprised. Like I've been able to connect with some people, especially when I was just starting off that like I never in a million years would have expected them to ever open my message. But like, if you're genuine, if you send a video, if you are like convey your personality and your genuine interest in them and what they're doing, like that is, is the best thing that you can do. And you, can really find yourself connecting with some people that you never ever would have thought you ever would have able to connect with. Um, but, but Instagram and, and like the power of the DM, it's just, it's so wild. And like my, my whole business has basically been built on the back of DMs and, and it's just wild to see like where I've started off and where I've come just by using DMs. It is, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, I'd agree. It's mind blowing. And, and to tap on that point, you sent me a video direct message. Yep. So I have to give you props for that because <laughs> it's, it's crazy how this happens. I have to share the story Yeah, because you have the hair and I'm just gonna, for people that are listening, maybe I know they follow you. If they don't, the hair is colorful. So I'll give you a little funny story. All right. I remember being on Instagram. It was like super late one night mm-hmm. and I had just spoken at a conference in Tampa and there's a few people I met down there and they were going to another conference. And I saw that one of them was either going live with you or they just, uh, posted about you in their story hmm. and it was like apple and i'm like ah, oh, it's a cool name and then i look at the picture i see the hair and it was like i saw that hair and then i swear to god for the next week and a half every day i saw something that had to do with you it was like my mind <laughs> programmed my social media and it, like it started to just pop up everywhere and then when you send me that video message i was like you gotta be kidding me this is crazy <laughs> and you were like hey you know you want to do the podcast i was like let's do it this is like the coolest thing ever all through the DM, created through that message. But I swear, your, your hair was like a light bulb. Every time I saw it, I was like, I cannot get this out of my head. And then, and then you appeared in the DM. I was like, this is crazy. We're doing this podcast. Let's go. It was just crazy how it worked. But uh, it, I agree with you, man. That DM, powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. And that's branding right there. I mean, like my whole, like one of my best strategies for like getting my name out there is just like, I mean, my appearance, my name, I mean, a lot of it is just like, it, it kind of happened coincidentally, but it just like works really well for branding. Cause like people see me at a conference and they connect with me and like, I don't know, it's, it's uh, people remember me a lot of the times just because like, my appearance and then also my personality as well. Um, but I, I think it's really important to, to, when you are reaching out to people, like have something about you that stands out. And, and then again, try to connect with lots of other people in the space and like figure out who somebody's circle of influences has been really impactful for me as well when I'm trying to connect with somebody. Like look at who they're following. If you want to connect with somebody, check out who they're following and then connect with those people because that's the easiest way to sort of like bridge that gap. Um, yeah. But I do want to bounce back to, to think do for a second um, and, and have you dive a little bit deeper on that. When, when did you start developing that, that philosophy or like that term? I believe I started it. It's funny. If you go back to what we were speaking of a little bit ago, mm-hmm. you had college ended, you know, you have the dream for basketball ended. And then right around that point, a year later is when I kind of started 
like really, really dreaming what I wanted to do and like starting to take action. And everything looks like a highlight now. I have to share, yes, there were failures, a ton. Probably more failures than more people had to, I could probably fill the whole world with the amount of failures <laughs> I've had. But I know about that one year point, it was about two to three years after that point when I, I wouldn't say let myself go, but it just got to the point where I had a lot of things I wanted to do. And it got to the point where I was falling victim to that space in between the thinking and the doing. Hmm. And I wasn't taking the action. I wasn't following through on the different habits that I needed to have, the different disciplines. And when that started to happen, all of a sudden, one day I remember looking myself in the mirror, like your career's at a standstill, your goals are getting further and further away, and you need to kind of analyze where you are in life. And at that point, I was 39 pounds overweight, you know, from wow. where I was before. And that's how I really started to get into coaching and mentors, because I'm not here today if it weren't for, and I always shout him out, my coach, Rob Reed Fitness, because that's the person I hired that helped me lose the weight, which really accelerated the thinking and the doing, and it became one word. So that was like kind of the ultimate pivot point. If I want to pinpoint one time in my life, that's when it really started, because everything at that point, I knew that my career was like, woo, like going down. And I was like, all right, the ship is not going to sink because I refuse to be average. So I made a commitment and a promise to myself that day that I keep to this day and I'll, I'll keep until the day that I die, whenever that is, hopefully a long time from now. But it was whatever you want to do, you're doing it. And if you think it, you're doing it in that breath. It was kind of like if somebody says, do you want to do this? And you say yes to everything. It was sort of like that. If I was like, I need to meet this person. And I wrote it down, I had to meet them. If that meant go to a conference, DM them, text them, like find out where they live and show up at their house, I was like, I have to do it. And that's kind of how that phrase was born. And I, I have zero tattoos, which is another story in itself. My dad was like, no tattoos, he's a big guy, so I listened. But <laughs> if there was one thing that I wanted to tattoo, besides be a leader, not a follower, because that's what he told me every day of my life, it was the think do. And I have it written down, I still have the piece of paper, it's like brown now, because it's so old. <laughs> But I wrote that down and it was every time I had like maybe a moment where I thought that I would cave or I would go back on old habits. It was look at that piece of paper. I've added big time on the mirror in my house. And it was like, think, do, think it, do it. And it just started to get to the point where it became habitual to where anything I wanted to do. The minute I thought it, I started taking immediate, urgent action. And what I found when I started to do that, opportunities started to happen. You know, more positive things started to come my way. And all of a sudden, my life started to open up and get better. And I was like, well, I like how this is going. I'm just going to keep this up. You know, so that's kind of how that phrase came alive. And then it stuck. Like, it absolutely stuck. I, I probably say that to someone one time a day, minimum, uh, wow. just because it's such a simple phrase, but it's so impactful when you break it down. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what are some strategies that our listeners can implement or can use to sort of start implementing the think-do mentality? Like, what are some sort of like, mind tricks or just like ways that, that they can begin to implement this if they're not already in the habit of, of just doing things immediately? What are some ways that they can get started with that? I would say the ways that you can get started are very simple. And the key is the word start. So we'll start at the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I would say in that think do time period was when I started to acquire mentors, started to acquire coaches, and really started to focus in, you know, like on the Tony Robbins and Dean Grazioses and, you know, reading their books and things like that. And it was establishing a morning routine. Because one of the main things that I took from a lot of the successful people that when I really started to pay attention was they all have such structure to their lives. And they're the most busiest people in the world, but it seems like they always get things done. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to wake up, most people hit the snooze. 
And it's like, when you hit the snooze, you push your dreams further and further away. But a lot Mm. of people don't look at it like that. They look at it like, I need eight more minutes of sleep. (laughs) You know, like that's going to be the most impactful eight minutes. But I looked at it like, you know what? Let's start or kind of a tip for our listeners would be to develop a morning routine. And it could be something very simple. Like you wake up, you give three things you're grateful for. And then maybe you write down three goals that you have. And then the third thing, maybe you go right into whatever that goal is and you work on it for an hour. You know, I just made a commitment every morning to do a certain amount of things to where number one was wake up and don't hit the snooze Mm. because that's the most minute thing. But I knew if I could conquer that, I'm starting my day every single day with a win. I'm starting my day in the right direction. And the one thing that I learned from a lot of the more successful people, like yards and yards ahead of me, where they typically win their mornings and they win their ends of their days. So they're starting and ending their day with a win. And that makes the middle of the day a lot easier to tackle because you're beginning with momentum. And you have, you have success, obviously. I've done my research. So, you know, when you're having that success, the momentum is something you definitely want. And uh, the last thing I would say, it sounds very, very silly, but make your bed in the morning. Hmm. It's another tiny thing, but it's just a simple fact that you're doing something easy in the morning. You're making that bed and that's giving you a win. Just the little tiny wins are starting your day with victories because oftentimes we wake up with so much anxiety, so much worry, like, how am I going to accomplish this goal? And then when you start your day with a couple of wins, you're like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. You know, maybe I could accomplish this task I have. And next thing you know, you make that bed. You make the bed, maybe that's the last thing you do before you go do whatever you do for the day. But what that does is it sets the tone. You show that you want to be on top of things. You pay attention to the details, like propping your pillows up and not just throwing them. Because when it looks at success, if you have structure in making your bed, you know, if your life's a mess, it probably is going to equate to what your bedroom or your house looks like. But when you take care of that, you make that bed, that's a win for the day. And then when you go through your day and you end your day on a high note, what's waiting for you? That beautifully made bed. It's just kind of like when you go to a hotel, you know, you see the hotel bed, it's always crisp. It's like, it's made in a way that I don't know how they make it so eloquently. (laughs) But at the same time, it's that same kind of tiny factors. It's just setting up those tiny wins every single day, you know, and because it arrives at that think do mentality, you wake up, it's gratitude, you think it should do it, you know, make mm-hmm. your bed, you think it should do it. And not hitting the snooze, you think it should do it. That's three wins to start your day. You know, and usually it's three strikes in baseball. And most people make three strikes before they even wake up in the morning by checking the phone. Uh, you know, that's one thing I would definitely say, uh, to make it a habit, if you can try to do that in the morning, when you wake up and go through a routine without checking your phone, that's your time for yourself to really get yourself ready and primed for the day. You know, whether that's with the meditation, whatever it might be, you know, adding that to the list for sure, not checking that phone, that's like the ultimate win. Because most people give their phone all their attention. Next thing you know, you might be 30 minutes late for class, 30 minutes late for the gym. If you have a job, you're late for that, you know, and your whole day starts to go downhill. But when you control the beginning of your day, everything goes the opposite, which is up. And that's the way you want it to go. Mm. That's huge. And I really like that concept of, of structuring your morning. I want to kind of transition here into structuring your business because it, we've got a lot of young entrepreneurs listening to the show. And it seems to me that a lot of times when people message me, they're more thinking about structuring their business in terms of income 
as opposed to structuring their business in terms of lifestyle. Because a lot of people get into entrepreneurship because they want to um, not be stuck in a nine to five or, or have the flexibility to uh, live the life that they want to live. But then they sort of end up structuring themselves into this like tiny box of their business where they're sort of just like trapped there. So can you talk to us about your process for structuring the different projects that you're working on um, and as how you sort of factor in your lifestyle and the life that you want to be living into that equation? Sure. The advice that I would have would be to build your business around your lifestyle. Most people think they're going to build their you know, lifestyle around their business. Yeah. And what happens is when you have that nine to five structure, and I'm not knocking nine to fives, if that's your thing, no, great. Okay. Well, that's totally cool if you like your job. But when I know that wasn't for me, so I have to speak only for myself. But with that nine to five, you have that structure and you know where you're going to be every day from nine to five. So it's pretty simple. If you have a job that doesn't require work when you go home, you're pretty much free to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, but you're structured and you're stuck in that 40 hour work week bubble every week. When it comes to entrepreneurship, it sounds like it's going to be a great deal. And it is when you do it and you enjoy it and you're successful, but it is now you've traded a nine to five for a 24 yeah. seven. And a lot of people don't realize that because it's not like you can clock out. If someone wants to close a deal at 11 at night, you can't go to sleep if you're broke and the rent's due or you have to <laughs> you know, buy some clothes and you have no money to afford clothes. You know, so the thing is structuring that life or that business around your life. So if you're someone that's like, hey, you know what? I want to have my weekends off or I want to travel. That seems to be something that's very popular. You know, working from anywhere in the world, if you have an internet-based business, you have to become clear as far as number one, setting boundaries. You know, if figuring out what you have to do to be able to set that. So if you're like, I want to work four hours a day, three days a week. Well, you're going to have to have number one, excellent systems in place. But number two, you're going to have to become very, very clear on what you're doing with your business. Because if you're not careful with entrepreneurship, it can literally be a 24 hour grind and it will grind you into pepper and salt. It will grind you into nothing, you know, because it can get very, very overwhelming. And when you are a slave to your business, it basically cripples your life to where you're not going to be able to travel if you can't get out of your business, you know? So it could be doing something simple, like setting up simple systems, you know, having active income where you're influencing it, but also passive income, where maybe you have like a subscription site or something where people pay you five bucks a month, let's say for example. So, you know, you have a reoccurring amount of money where it's kind of on autopilot. You don't have to touch it. It just comes to you, you know, and it could be something simple like that. It could be something simple like figuring out, 90, I'll say the 95-5 rule is very applicable here, where 5% of the things you do equates to 95% of the money you're making in your business. So if, say, your genius is maybe you're a podcaster, but you don't know how to edit, you don't know how to record, you're not a videographer, well, great. Instead of spending hours and hours and hours doing it yourself and being buried in work, you know, delegate your tasks and, you know, find and hire a videographer, find and hire someone that can edit, you know, even find and hire someone that can do your podcast for you. So if your thing is speaking, you have a great voice, but you don't know how to do the technical stuff, you can bring on a technical team and that can save you time. And when it comes down to your business, time equates to money. It's a funny phrase, but it really is true. You know, so if you have those things, and even if I get a lot of times, well, JC, I don't have the money for it. You know, there's sites like Fiverr or some of these other sites where you might find someone for like 10 bucks to do all the work for you. And do your research, make sure they're good, but you might think it's going to cost you a thousand and you might figure out it costs you $25. And most people have 25 bucks. Well, there's your editing, there's your technical side, and you've just bought yourself hours and hours and hours of freedom. So, I mean, it's just the little tiny things and a lot of it is with experience. And that's the beauty I would say when you're starting out, find a coach or someone a couple feet ahead of you that can maybe give you some wisdom 
on how to start like 10 steps ahead, you know, so you don't have to pay. Uh, one of my mentors, David Meltzer, he always talks about the dummy tax, you know, so you can avoid making the same mistakes someone ahead of you made. That's why if you hire a coach, they can kind of get you from point A to like point 55, like right off the bat, uh, just off of telling you, hey, you know what, you want to do this, but I've made the mistake. So do it like this and it'll save you the trouble. And that can really help kind of set your life up to where you have the life that you want, you're enjoying it, and then you still have your business, it's successful, but it doesn't cripple your life. Exactly. And I was actually just on a call with a, with a guy who was just starting off podcasting this morning, and I told him about my system that I was using, and his mind was just blown at how inexpensive it was to completely produce, publish, and just do all the technical stuff behind a podcast. Because like, literally, we have this conversation, and then I don't touch it. Like, It just gets scheduled and published, and the descriptions get written, and the title gets written, and I don't touch it. And That's awesome. Yeah. And his mind was just blown at like how inexpensive it was because he had in, in his head, like all these costs that he was thinking of and like, well, I have to pay this person that much and that much. But in reality, it's, it's just, it can be so much more cost effective than you would think. And again, like you said, like having, having somebody who's actually done it um, can be a really, really effective way to really like learn the ropes um, and get that, get that sort of knowledge without having to go out there and like sort through it all yourself. I, I totally agree with that. It's, it really is a game changer just finding that, I guess you want to call it like that golden ace in the hole. And it's like, wow, you can help me out. And I never even thought of that. And sometimes it's what you're not thinking, you know, is the, the thing that someone else knows. And that's how you can really go from good to great really, really quickly. Exactly. So the next thing I want to touch on is at the beginning of the show, you mentioned a bunch of different sort of business ventures and kind of like verticals that you were working in. Um, I'm always curious how people balance or like the strategies that you implement personally to balance those different projects that you're working on. So, so what are, what are some of the ways that you sort of structure your day, structure your life uh, and just think about how you're, you're uh, prioritizing your time and your focus between different things? Definitely. I would say number one, become familiar with technology. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I could say, like something simple like Calendly or we're on Zoom mm. call. So, I mean, little tiny things that you can really kind of hone in on and it makes your life easy and it gives you a scheduler. I know my life is on a grid. It, there's a million things going on every single day. And the number one thing that I'll share is, and I'll give an example. It would be when you're looking to schedule, I guess, what you have going on and when you become a lot more busier, it's, well, how do I fit all this in? Think about if you're sick, what do you do? You go to the doctor because the doctor has the remedy to get you healthy. So if you wanna stay healthy and success, you need to schedule your life like a doctor's appointment. And that's the one thing to where when you schedule it, you wouldn't miss that doctor's appointment if you're sick. Mm. So when you schedule your life, schedule literally everything. So what I usually do on Sundays, before the week even starts, I schedule my entire week. So I mean, I have my non-negotiables every single morning I wake up, go through my routine. As soon as I finish that, then I have the hardest task, the medium task, and then the easiest task. So it seems like my day is getting easier, but I do the hardest, most fearful thing first. Uh, and I have that scheduled that way every single day. And my goal is to basically finish all of my heavy, super heavy work by about 9, 10 in the morning. Wow. You know, I'm up like 5.30. So, I mean, that gives me like three to four and a half hours to finish all of my you know, tasks to where I know this is the 5% that I just alluded to that's going to make the 95%. Because with, with my life, I know that I have to be very structured just because I have clients to manage. You know, I have a podcast to manage. I have my courses to manage. I'm in the middle of writing a book. Like there's many different things. And on top of that, I have to manage my speaking engagements. And then on top of that, luckily I have two different agents that handle my acting and my modeling. So that helps, but it could always change if it's like, Hey, well, you know what? You're going to be on a set Tuesday through Thursday and you're shooting for 16 hours. Well, I know everything else still has to work the days that I'm shooting. 
So that's why I have those systems in place, those other people that I can delegate tasks to. And I'm up early in the morning enough to where I can get everything completed. And it's very structured to where I know every single day, it's kind of like my life is the same, even though it's different tasks, because every single day it's all scheduled out, you know, all the way down to eating food. You know, I have a crazy diet, so I have to fit those eight meals in per day, every single day. So it's like I always say, I even have when I eat schedule. So it, it gets very detailed. But what I found is, you know, the more you schedule your life, the more clarity you have. And clarity is very important. So that's one thing that I really uh, focus on every single day to make sure that I have that. And it's very crystal clear uh, what I have to do so nothing falls through the, cla- the cracks. Hmm. That's so true. And I mean, so many people that I talk to, especially young people, they don't even know where their time is going. Like they're, they're just existing and they're sort of, they're trying to do something, but they don't really know when they're doing it or how they're doing it or even why they're doing it. Um, because it's, they're just not keeping track of where their time's going. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's the funny thing. I just spoke at a conference, the progression conference in LA with Andy Audate, who put on the conference and he had brought someone in named Sammy Bakhtiar. And oh. I like to touch this one little tip here. Cause when Sam was speaking, people always think, well, where does my time go? Just based off play off of what you were just saying. And they were like, if you take every single day, let's just say you're scrolling on your phone, people get caught in that black hole scroll and <laughs> you lose one hour of time. And let's say you get out of class or whatever you're doing, and maybe you spend an hour Netflix and chilling. So that's two hours gone for the day. But when you take those two hours every day that you're losing from scrolling and just wasting it, over the course of a year, that's 30 days. And it might not look like two hours a day is much, but when you look at the whole entire year, you're only operating out of 11 months. And most people get 12. And it seems that if you keep doing that, you're always a month short. So if you're this close to hitting your goals, Maybe look at the time. And that's why when you schedule your time, you know where your time's going and you don't necessarily lose it. Where you wake up and it's Monday and the next thing you know, it's Friday and you're like, man, what happened to the week? You know, that happens to a lot of people. And I know that used to happen to me. So if it is happening to you, don't feel bad. The best thing is, hey, whatever happened from today back, it's the past. You know, you can always learn from it from today forward. And the decisions you make now are what's going to shape your future if you want to get a positive outcome hey, you know what, all you have to do today is establish these things and start really paying attention. And you'll notice that you have a lot more time on your hands because you're no longer wasting. That's the truth. That's so funny that you brought up Sam Bakhtiar because we just had him on the show like five episodes ago. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really smart dude. He's, he's doing some really big things. He's super smart. That guy's an animal, man. He's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got some questions, JC, that I'd like to finish the show with. Are you feeling ready for those? Let's do it, brother. Awesome. So the first thing that I'm curious about is what is something that genuinely has uh, you excited right now? One thing that generally has me excited, it's maybe on a small scale and a higher scale. The small scale is just every single day being able to help people in some way, shape or form, mm. you know, and that's, that's one thing that I could give is, is giving. And uh, I know I have a, a formula for that. It's just every day if you give and I don't spell it G I V E is G I V. And if you're giving and you're giving impact and you're giving value, those three letters, if you do those three things every single day, your life is going to become exponentially better. You know, and I know that's one thing I really, really get excited for because it's nothing like hearing someone, maybe that checks your post or in your case, maybe they listen to their, your podcast. And then you get a message from them like a month later, like, hey, you changed my life or I was so scared to do this and I finally did it because I listened to your episode. Nothing beats that, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. the best feeling and that's how you really get that fulfillment. So, you know, I know on a small scale, uh, that's something that I look forward to like every single day. Um, on a high scale, what I'm looking for is uh, the book that I'm currently writing, uh, Be the Best to You. I'm super, super excited for that because it's like years of knowledge put into one book. 
Uh, so I'm really excited to see how people, you know, really react to that. And number one, how it can be immediately applied and digested into their life. And, and I hope that it really impacts so many people uh, because I've had many, many people impact me. I did not do it alone, so I do not take credit. Uh, but I know I have a lot of those things I've been taught in that book. So I'm on the high scale. I'm excited for that too. That's amazing. I'm super stoked for you, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That's huge. So I know you talked a lot about your morning routine, but do you have any other habits, things you do on a routine basis, either that in your business or your lifestyle that just help you get to that next level? I would say it's always looking to increase productivity in some way, shape or form. Uh, I would say it's if it's not finding a better system, a better mentor, maybe it's I talk to someone through the DM and they have some like new technology that I've never heard about that's like super exclusive. It's just always trying to find a way to every single day get better at least 1%. You know, mm -hmm. if I can do that every single day, I know that I'm improving throughout my life every day and exponentially over time that's going to compound and it's going to give you so much more success. You know, so I would say that's definitely besides like the routines, that's one thing I'm always looking for. Like where's a way that I can get better, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I know that if you look at every day like that, you're always growing and you're not staying the same, you know? So that should be like a little tiny goal for maybe people out there. If they're looking for that, that, that will definitely help you level your life up every day. Absolutely. And just going into life with that growth mindset is so big because so many people are just like content with where they're at. But like, if you're not striving, if you're not like really, really trying to get to the next level, you're, you're just going to stay flat. And I mean, like if you're enjoying your life, that's totally fine. But like, if you want to get to the next level, you have to be looking for consistent growth every single day, because that's what's going to give you that exponential curve over time. I can completely agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's completely <laughs> right. <laughs> so JC, you're putting out a fair bit of content across social media. Is there any content that you're consuming right now, whether that be uh, books, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube channels? I'm always consuming, I guess, if you want to call it my circle of influence, whether it's mentors or immediate people that I'm contacted with. And I would say 100%, if, if anyone's listening, I always share the people that I listen to. Uh, number one, Bedros Koulian, yeah. Ed Milet, uh, David Meltzer, Dean Graziosi, for sure. Uh, Sam Bakhtiar, because we've mentioned him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many other people, Gary Vee, obviously, with entrepreneurship. Uh, I know with many different podcasts, you know, I love Tim Ferriss' podcast. It's very vast. Uh, yeah. has a lot of information, uh, as well as, you know, just like say, like the other people, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, many different people on a regular basis where if I'm not consuming their posts, I'm definitely consuming their podcasts because they all share actionable steps. And the one great thing about success, it always leaves clues. And you can find those little clues and apply them to your life and use the knowledge of people, maybe double your age or higher. And it will just help you get so much further along in success and you're thinking on ways that if you start thinking like the successful people, you just might end up successful, you know? So just little things like that. Those are people every day that when they post, I have my alerts on, you know, <laughs> I follow them and I pay attention and, and I learn every day. So I'd, I definitely uh, have all the people, if you can, definitely follow those people mentioned because they will help you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, JC, one more thing that I'm curious about is, is what you do that doesn't scale. So to give you a quick example of what I'm talking about, um, every single day I'll pull out my phone and shoot like five to 10 video DMs, just random new followers on Instagram. I'll just go to my list of new people and just introduce myself. Like be like, Hey JC, how's it going? My name's Apple. Thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's any way that I can provide value to you and whatever you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, it's not something that I choose to bring one of my VAs on to just like mass produce uh, or just blast those out to everyone. Um, I like to keep it personal, one-on-one, -on -one, start a conversation with people. So is there anything that comes to mind for you that has that personal, like Justin, JC Collins touch to it uh, that you do in your business? I would definitely say, to be perfectly honest, it's you use an example and that's the example before you said it. I was like, oh, I'm going to tell him about that. That's <laughs> the number one thing that I can say because 
you can only be so many places so many times. You know, I can't shoot two video DMs at two different people two different ways at the same time. It's impossible mm -hmm. to do, you know, but that's one thing that I do, you know, whether it's a new follower, maybe it's a new acquaintance, maybe it's someone that I want to get in touch with for a podcast, potential speaking engagement. It's always sending those video DMs, yep. you know, spending the time to where I'm commenting on their post. And these things might be months in advance, you know, because the bigger the person, they might not hit you right back. And you have to have that thick skin to be like, you know what? I need to add more value to them. And then maybe those, maybe one day I'll catch their attention and that's what I'm going to sneak in the back door with that video DM. But these are non-scalable things. But again, I usually do 20 of those per day minimum. Wow. No, it's going to take me maybe like 10, 15 minutes and I can only do that much in that period of time. But I know that just by having that authentic interaction that, you know what, I really appreciate what you're doing and I want to let you know that first and establish goodwill. How can I help you? you know, and not always looking for something. I think that's one thing that uh, kind of get off topic, but stay on topic. People always look to take, 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 you know, just when you introduce yourself to maybe someone new, look to give to them, you know, and it could be just shouting them out and be like, Hey, I love your podcast. I love your posts, you know, keeping it brief and maybe personalize it to that person, but you might not be able to scale that. But what will happen is when all these people start interacting with you on the back end, your business might scale because you're building your network, you know? So there's kind of a, a frontward overload but it helps you on the back end, but that's definitely a non-scalable thing. You know, I mean, I, you can only give so many with so much time that you have. So uh, I would agree with you on that. That's like one thing every day that I, I make it a point to do, but you know, I only know I, if I have 15 minutes, as many as I can get in that 15, I do, you know, so uh, that's uh, it's definitely a little tiny thing. It's that little extra effort, but it does pay off on the back. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Justin, you've been dropping a ridiculous amount of value on our listeners today. Where can they go if they want to follow up with you, continue the conversation, or just learn more about what you're currently doing? Sure. Uh, number one, my main platform that I'm on all the time is Instagram. That's at JC of the finest. That's J-C-O-F-T-H-E-F-I-N-E-S-T. So Instagram is my number one. My number two is my website, jcofthefinest.com backslash fitness. And with my fitness, you'll be able to access my courses. My, I have a calendar on there. I have an ebook, which is how to get your body right in 2019. That's also on there. And I also have soon to be the number one thing on there, which is the number one one-on-one -on -one program that I have with my fitness by JC program. So that's where you can go if you want to apply and get yourself into better shape mentally, physically, every possible way to level up your life. That's how you can find that. But those are the two places you can 100% find me. And if you like podcasts, like Apple's, I know you've already subscribed. But if you do like mine, the Finest Hour podcast is my podcast. And that's also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, you know, if you're interested in those three places, that's where you can find me. That's where I'll be. And I always, and I will stress this, always respond to every DM. So don't think you can't DM me. I don't care if it's not about fitness or mindset. <laughs> you want to just talk about what you ate today. Hey, send me a DM, let's chat about it. I really mean that. Uh, the DM door is always open on my side of town. I love it. And JC, your Instagram is always on point. I'm always, I'm always checking out your story, seeing what you're up to, man. It's always very interesting. So I would highly recommend that. Uh, links for all those will be in the show notes for this episode as well. JC, do you have any last uh, closing thoughts, words of wisdom, anything you want to close out the show with here today? I have one closing thought. The closing thought is first, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, the second thought is if you're looking to better your life, always take action and go for your goals. You know, mm -hmm. don't listen to what anybody says. You only get one life. And if one thing makes you happy, make sure that you do that every single day, because what you'll find when you love what you do, you give off a certain light and energy and that attracts more people to your greatness. And every day you're meant to be great. So make sure you go after that. There we go. Y'all. It's all about that. Think do. It's all about that. Think do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You're right. You're right. <laughs> JC, thank you so much for your time, man. I really, I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Uh, thank you, Apple. Appreciate that, man. Great podcast. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day.